Seattle hockey fans, it is a Seattle Kraken game day in Boston, and I am repping Willie O'Ree. Now, don't worry, I'm still rooting for the Kraken, but you gotta know, on this first day of Black History Month, with the Seattle Kraken in Beantown, I was gonna hold it down for some Black hockey history. We're gonna talk about that, and I'm gonna give you an update on who's starting to net, who we might see as a defensive pairing. And it's a Tuesday. That means it's turbo time. All that and more coming up on this episode of Locked on Kraken. <laughs> Locked on Kraken, your daily podcast on the Seattle Kraken, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are the Seattle Kraken. Hey, hey, what do you say, Seattle hockey fans? I am your host, Erica Lindsay Ayala. We are, of course, here at Locked On Kraken, part of the Locked On NHL Network the only daily Seattle Kraken show. For those of you uh, who listened to yesterday's episode, you know that I'm coming to you live from Beijing. And uh, I got some new swag. We're going to talk about that a little bit later because I need the interwebs to decide what this jammy jam is called. I have my thoughts, but there's some particulars to this design, how it fits, how tall it is. You've got some space here. And... Uh, I want to get this resolved once and for all. So we're going to do that on this show. But first, let's get into this Seattle Kraken team. They are going to be in Boston. We heard from Dave Haxtell. It will be Chris Drieger that gets the start. He talked at the morning skate today. He also talked about the Flurry brothers. Kale Flurry has been called up from the Charlotte Checkers due to a few defensemen in COVID protocol. And we... Got reports from Seattle Kraken camp that Kale and his brother Hayden Flurry have been putting in work together. And so here's Dave Haxtell talking about the possibility to have a flurry of flurries on the defensive end in Boston tonight. Uh, Kale Flurry will go in with uh, with Will being in uh, in COVID protocol. Yeah, there's. I mean, they'll they'll spend some time together. Um, you know, those two. Uh, obviously, they know each other well. Uh, they've they've uh, they you know they played you know one exhibition game early in the year together as a pair. So you know there will be some mixing and matching back there, Bob. But that's you know, they'll they'll get some time together for sure. So I mean, I love this. It's a great story. The Flurry brothers potentially getting time together, suiting up for the same NHL team. I've talked about Hayden Flurry before. There have been times in this 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 Seattle Kraken season where Hayden has seemed a little bit frustrated about his playing time. I think that he um, is not yet one of the the defensemen that I, I worry the least about. I know that was like a roundabout way of saying, uh, but um, I still think the kid deserves a shot. So uh, we'll see what Hayden and Kale can do um, in this game. 
So as far as other pairings and whatnot, we'll see what happens when we get closer to puck drop there. Another thing we heard from Dave Haxtell is talking about this Boston team defensively, what they're able to do, and um, how, if and how, that changes things for the Seattle Kraken team. I really liked what Dave Haxtell had to say. I'm going to play a snippet of that for you, and then we'll break it down a little bit. Well, you know, just I think the the preparation coming out of the dressing room, and uh, you know, and the focus of the players on on how we uh, need to play for sixty minutes. Um, you know, and that's uh, it's that time of year. We you know we have to have that type of consistency. We would expect to have that out of ourselves. Um, you know, as you as you go through the the middle portion and the busy you know a busy portion of the uh, of the schedule here very important to be able to have that consistency and uh, you know as I said whether it's coming off a hard loss uh, like we are coming off of the uh, a couple nights ago or you know a different situation you have to come out and be ready to play the next game well you can't uh, you know you're not gonna um, open it up you know so for you know for our team you know by creating more offense you know I'm, I'm talking you know find a way to get a one goal lead you know and and uh, you know, win a win a hockey game here, two to one, three to two. Uh, you know, I'm not talking about having to open it up and you know and score four or five. You know, we need to we need to win games. Um, you know, within our personality, and that's the way we need to do it. So basically, Dave's saying that the Seattle Kraken are not looking to like open up the floodgates and start crushing it when it comes to offensive performance. Sure, that makes for an exciting time for us as fans, but this is really about playing within the Seattle Kraken system. So looking for those gritty 3-2 wins, I kind of like that. Hey, listen, if they go off, if they pop off, I'm totally fine with that. However, consistency, sustainability is essentially what I hear Dave Haxtell saying, and I respect that for sure. Before I let you go uh, from Dave's press conference, he was asked about my boy, a mass native, my boy Ryan Donato, and I loved what Dave Haxtell had to say. Here's Dave on Ryan Donato. You know, just uh, Ryan's got a he's got a competitiveness to him uh, that that shows through in a lot of different little areas of the game. Um, you know, and he's you know I, he's a guy that from day one of training camp um, looks to me like he's been out to prove something, um, and that shows through in his in his work ethic. Uh, in his competitiveness uh, and, and his readiness day in and day out. Um, so that's been, you know, he's, he's been a driven player. Um, and because of that, he's, he, you know, he's been a, a valuable and a consistent player for us. Yes, yes, yes. Ryan Donato, I'm going to show you. This is one of my favorite pictures that we have in the archives of Ryan Donato. He's fiery. He's feisty. And Dave Haxel saying he came into camp with something to prove, chip on his shoulder. I've talked about it before because you know who you are out there in the Locked On universe. You know who you are telling me, oh, Ryan Donato, like, yeah, he's cool at first. No, my boy, he didn't love you like he loves us. I will say that till the cows come home because I believe it. Ryan Donato is the real deal with the Seattle Kraken. I'm putting it down. I like 
what he's offering. I think he can be that player on this team. In fact, I want to see Ryan Donato really own that feisty, fiery type of player personality and maybe bring some of that up. Like, you know, level it up. And speaking of that, we kind of lost a little bit of that fieriness and feistiness when, of course, the one, the only, Brandon Tanev, a.k.a. Turbo, went down with a season-ending injury. So now this is not new news, but we haven't talked about it on the show yet. In case you didn't know, Turbo Tuesday is still alive and well. That is because the foresight of the Seattle Kraken team and franchise to find a role for Brandon, I think is fantastic. So here's Brandon Tan of talking about some of the community initiatives and broadcast appearances that he will do for this season. And I love what he's talking about. He's a company man talking all about growing the franchise exposability in uh, growing the franchise exposure in the community. Brandon Tanev, Turbo on a Tuesday. Let's go. And then I guess, can you explain sort of how this idea came about of, of doing some, some outreach stuff and with the community and then also being part of, uh, being part of the broadcast? Yeah, I think our, uh, our team here um, kind of brought it up and I think it's a great way to, to connect with the fans. You know, the people of Seattle, um, you know, they've been so great to, to myself and, and our team in, in the early stages of this organization. So it's a great way to, to give back and, and help out in the community any way we can. And with your involvement on the broadcast, what should my level of concern be that I am quickly out the door and replaced by you? I don't know about that one. Uh, I'm going to go up there and just try to keep things light. You know, the opportunity comes to, to go up there and just have a, have some fun. Obviously, it's a, a different aspect that I'm not used to. Um, and I think it's going to be an opportunity to have some fun and connect with uh, with everybody in the in the broadcast booth, you know, have some fun, maybe throw some subtle jabs at, at some teammates along the way and, and see how they take it. But no, it's just a it's a great opportunity, you know, the team presented and it's gonna be a fun one. I don't know how large the role and say would be with the the broadcast team and, and, and how many opportunities I'm gonna have to do it, but you know, when I'm up there in the booth just kinda of piggybacking off those guys up there and, and, and understanding, you know, what their day-to-day routine is and just, just having some fun rolling with it and, and bringing a different aspect to it um, in the sense of, as you mentioned, you know, connecting with the fans. Obviously, it's been great since um, I've been drafted here in the expansion draft and there's been great opportunity, um, you know, for myself to, to continue to, to reach out and, and be a part of the community and, and, and have different experiences uh, with the fans throughout the way. Obviously, it's um, you know, it's a recovery process is going to be tough and long, but I think at the same time, there's an opportunity here to kind of, to branch out. And like I mentioned earlier, build, uh, the Kraken brand and, and kind of connect with those in the city. <laughs> Jen Mueller asking the question, all of us broadcasters and analysts want to know is turbo coming for our job. I loved what turbo basically said, or what I interpreted him saying is like, listen, I haven't really thought much about this beyond this opportunity. It's a great opportunity to be involved. I want to do what I can to help the team. I love that too. Like how great is that for someone rehabbing to feel like they're still a part of what's happening for this inaugural season? I think psychologically that's amazing. From a a PR and marketing perspective, it's absolutely fantastic. Now, whether Brandon Tanev finds his post-playing career or not, 
yet to be determined. I basically heard Brandon saying like, listen, don't ask me these questions. Don't ask me these questions because I'm not fitting to retire anytime soon. And you know what, Turbo? We're all about it. So yes, Turbo Tuesday, alive and well. Uh, and that's your weekly dose of Brandon Tanev for this week on Locked on Kraken. Coming up next, as promised, we are going to talk a little bit more about uh, the team, the Boston Bruins, and also their history in Willie O'Ree for Black History Month. And then I'm going to give you a, a Beijing report. I mentioned that I got a new, well, I don't know, what do you call it? We're going to talk about that. I'm also going to show you some of my Beijing swag. That's coming up on Locked on Kraken. Hey folks, there might be less football as we're getting close to the Super Bowl, but betonline.net still has way more odds in and info this playoff season. From scores, totals, player performance props, even to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And it's not just football. BetOnline.net has you covered for basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your sports and play your favorite games. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's get into what to expect from this Boston team. Now, I, I told you earlier in the show when we were listening to the presser with Dave Haxtell, you heard Jen Mueller kind of asking, hey, Dave, what is this Kraken team going to take from that loss against the Rangers where you felt that you played really well and how are you going to apply it to this Boston team? In their last 10 games, they are 6-3-1. and one. Uh, They are 25-14-3 on the season compared to the Seattle Kraken are 4-6-0. and oh. Both are on a one-game losing streak, though, looking to get back into the win column. You know I love breaking everything down for you, so here are the stats and facts that you need to know for this game. The power play is highly in favor of the Boston Pride. They are at a 25.4% clip, clip, sixth overall in the NHL, whereas the Seattle Kraken at a 16.9% clip, 24th overall. Penalty kill also in favor of the Boston Bruins. And that's where the question about defense came up and how the Seattle Kraken are going to maneuver around this Boston team that can be a, a, a defensive juggernaut at times, um, especially being in the top 10 on the penalty kill. Now, uh, another thing that I like to look at is how many goals are the these teams scoring? Um, and so at a 3.2 clip, 3.02 clip, or about three goals per game, the Boston Pride, what? That's a PHF team. Love to watch the Boston Pride, but that was a, a little bit of a slip there. My bad. Uh, the Boston Bruins are 15th overall, scoring about three goals per game. The Seattle Kraken are at a 6 point or 2.61, excuse me, I wish it were six goals, but that goes to what Dave was saying earlier. Let's not get wild and crazy here. Let's just find our way. Uh, but they are scoring 2.61 goals per game. That's good for 25th overall in the league. Now, usually this is where my eyes kind of bulge because the goals against or, the, or goals allowed, it's uh, not great. There's 32 now teams in the league. The Seattle Kraken sit at uh, 
29th, they allow 3.52 goals per game. That's almost four goals a game. And so, again, and we've talked about it here on Locked on Kraken, there have been a decent amount of games where the Seattle Kraken are losing anywhere from by uh, one or two goals, and and oftentimes that second goal in particular is sometimes even that that, uh, game-winning goal coming in an empty net situation. Seattle Kraken trying to throw the kitchen sink late in the game or the heartbreaker that nobody wanted to talk about after Sunday when, you know, uh, you you finally get some momentum going and then, you know, with just over a minute left in the game, you give up the game-winning goal to Keandre Miller now. It is officially Black History Month. As someone who covered Keandre Miller's draft, I'm not going to lie. I'm not a Rangers fan. Never been a Rangers fan. I can say that honestly. But I love seeing the kid succeed for so many reasons. We can get into that maybe on another show. Uh, So once I was able to put that joy for Keandre aside, uh, it's just, it's, it's heartbreaking. It's frustrating. And for a Seattle Kraken team that felt and really did do what they needed to do to win a game, to lose in that manner, as I said in the YouTube comments, compounded with everything else that we've seen. So uh, uh, on a one-off, not a bad loss, but the pattern remains. And that's what's difficult for this Seattle Kraken team. And they're coming up a, a coming up against, again, a defense that, that is allowing less than three goals to opponents per game. And the Seattle Kraken don't, you know, they are scoring less than three goals a game. So we'll see what happens there. It's going to be Drieger in net. I have always been calling for Chris Drieger to get more time, more equitable time, especially since, you know, we, uh, we're we not looking great <laughs> for a deep playoff run. Certainly not this season. And, um, you know, I I think it's, it's really great for Drieger to get a little bit more time, give Gruby some rest. Of course, as soon as I said that, as soon as it was feeling like we were going to get that, we saw Driegs go into COVID protocol, but I'm glad to see that he's back, he's healthy, and he will be in net as the Seattle Kraken take on the Boston Bruins, not the Boston Pride. Although I would, I would watch that too. I would absolutely watch that too. <sighs> Sammy Davis on a breakaway against Chris Drieger. Give me some of that. Yes, please. Oh my gosh. Jillian Dempsey. Come on. Jillian Dempsey against like Donato or freaking, uh, you know, Eberly. I, 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 I would love to see that. I absolutely would love to see that. I digress. Um, okay. So coming up next on the show, I'm going to talk about the man, the legend, the man who, if you're going to tonight's game, you will see his number, the number 22. That was my college number, by the way. Great number. You will see his name. You will see his number in the rafters. And that's the one, the only Willie O'Ree. We're going to kick off Black History Month with a little black hockey history. And we're going to be talking about Willie O'Ree. And I'm going to sprinkle this in throughout because it's important for us to know and to honor those who have come before and paved the way, blazed the trail. I've said before, I know I always like, I'm trying to wrap up a segment and then I go off on a tangent, but this is important to me. Um, You know, I've always said that I I have a Seattle Kraken jersey. I absolutely love my Seattle Kraken jersey, but I will get a player jersey with a player jersey number once the Seattle Kraken have their first melanated hockey player. I'm looking forward to it. Please, Seattle, make me go broke. 
There's nothing that I love more than going broke for a good reason. So hopefully we can get our first melanated player soon. I know we still have to talk about the Black Hockey um, Mobile Museum that's coming to Seattle. We're going to get into that. But for today and for Black History Month today, we're going to talk about Willie O'Ree, my reflections on seeing his number retired and going up into the rafters, and then the Beijing report. We're going to do all that coming up on Locked on Kraken. This episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto store to stock all the parts that you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating question about do you have an LX or EX model? Get rid of all of that and instead go to your computer Choose the brands that make sense for you. And you can do all of that at our friends over at rockauto.com. This is going to save you time. It's going to save you money because you'll make sure you get what you need in one felt swoop. So here is our call to action. We want you to head over to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your make, for your model, for your vehicle. And if you type locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? That would be great. That's how they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. Thanks for making Locked on Kraken your first listen every day. Uh, and tomorrow, we're going to, of course, break down this game against the Boston Bruins. I'm going to get more into my Beijing report. We're going to talk about swag today. But we're going to talk a little bit more about the women's tournament getting ready to start. And, of course, uh, Beneers in Beijing. Um, but... Make your second listen today, Locked On Now. Uh, the Locked On NHL uh, has experts throughout the station and the network that are covering the biggest stories around the NHL. And every Monday through Friday on Locked On Now, in less than 30 minutes, you'll get a recap of all of that juicy, juicy goodness. So it's free and available to listen, just like all of our podcasts on the Locked On Network. So go check out Locked On Now, NHL edition. All right, as promised, I want to tell you it's story time. I might, I feel like I'm always telling stories, but I'm properly going to give you a segment uh, that is story time, just uh, especially for Black History Month. So story time today is the fact that I got to speak on a media panel at the Carnegie Initiative. I've talked about the Carnegie Initiative right here on Locked on Kraken before, but uh, the Carnegie Initi Initiative is really looking to bring a new uh, data-driven uh, slant to diversity, equity, and inclusion. And they had their first ever summit in Boston just before I was headed to Beijing about the week before I left technically for LA to then come here to Beijing. And um, I thought it was a fantastic summit. You can't get everything, especially in the first summit, but I thought the way that everything was structured, we got good things, tangible things that we could take away from that event. And we also got a little bit of an appetite for what's to come. And so as part of that, we were in Boston and we were able to um, participate or witness the Jersey retirement of Willie O'Ree. For those who do not know, and uh, shout out to Bauer for these super sweet t-shirts, um, Willie O'Ree integrated the National Hockey League. 
and he became the first black hockey player to play in the National Hockey League. He made his debut with the Boston Bruins, and the Bruins last year were going to retire his number. They postponed that because of COVID. As it turns out, I mean, Willie's, you know, 80-something years old. He did not travel for this event from his home in San Diego, but he was live streamed in, he made his remarks, and there was just this steady shot of him and his family, his daughter, his wife, as the jersey went up. It was Anson Carter and representatives of SCORE Boston, which is a nonprofit grassroots youth hockey program in the Boston area. They have participated in the Willie O'Ree weekend, and so it was just fantastic. As someone who's new to hockey, one of the first people that I learned about when it came to hockey history was Willie O'Ree, um, Herb Carnegie, another one of those, as well as Angela James. These are people that I learned about because I love learning about history and I absolutely love learning about black history because that is a part of my history. It's a part of your history. It's a part of our country and our world's history. And I think it's important. And unfortunately, it goes underreported and underappreciated. Anyway, so to be there for the Carnegie Initiative, which I think represents the future, to be there and honor the past of Willie O'Ree, and again, didn't hurt that he wore number 22, which was my college softball number, it was, I was emotional. I was absolutely emotional. I was so honored to be there. I was so thankful that I found hockey in this time where it's just bringing so many of my passions together. I get to travel. I get to podcast. I get to talk about history. I get to talk about the future. And that's pretty freaking cool. And it's not lost on me that people like Willie O'Ree are part of the reason that people like me get to do what I do. I mean, I'm in I'm in Beijing, China right now, covering the Winter Olympics. It's amazing. That's my story time. I want to get though into some swag. So we're going to get into my hat, but I want you to think and if you're watching on YouTube or if you're listening, hit me up in the comments. But um I have uh, some swag that I want to show you, including, I told you I love history. I think it's important to honor culture as well. And so what I didn't realize, and I believe back home in the States, it's probably for those in school either today or tomorrow. I'm get, I still get my days a little confused, but, um, you should be celebrating the lunar new year that used to be called the Chinese new year, but the language has changed over the years. And the reason I mentioned that is because I got to Beijing and everyone's saying, Happy New Year, Happy New Year. And I'm like, okay, cool. I've never met these people before. Yeah, I mean, it's still January. Sure, let's go with it. But I was like, whoa, like, I mean, you know, January 1st was a while ago. Then it hit me that they're saying Happy Lunar New Year. And what I love is that um, in the Olympics, so um, they have these mascots. This is the, uh, I wrote it down, I'm, I, I'm gonna work on the pronunciation, but Bing Dwen Dwen is the mascot for the Olympic games. And then you have Shui Ron Ron, who is the Paralympic mascot. And Bing Dwen Dwen, Bing is representative of ice. And then Dwen Dwen is supposed to be like robust or lively. And if you, there's a video that I posted in the sh uh, show notes for you. And like this, this little person right here, this little panda mascot, always bouncing around, always energy. But then the Shui Ron Ron, uh, the Shui Ron Ron, 
uh, is actually a lantern. And it represents in part uh, the symbolism and some of the decorative features of the Lunar New Year. And it's Lunar New Year 2022 is the year of the tiger. Arr! I love that. I don't know. I have to look more into like what it actually means. But I see tigers as ferocious. I see them as um, just really strong. Uh, but there's also this... Um, patience and almost humility that they have. So I don't know, I'm gonna look up more about the year of the tiger and like the symbolism there, but I wanted to bring these to your attention. I love these, I bought these, but I also got some swag, including this. Okay, it's definitely a hat. I think we can all agree that it is a hat, but I know there are a lot of different names and this one, so let me just describe it for, especially for those listening, it is, uh, it's black. I thought it was blue, but it's a black, hat it is a tight knit it is not a loose knit it is um i i don't really know much about material but it's very tight it's a, a tight um you know it's not hand knitted i can tell you that it's also um there's no kind of like lip so if you see like i have all this extra space at the top so there's no palm there's no palm on the top but there's a lot of extra space on the top and you know sometimes you can fold up a hat because the lip i don't know if that's what it's technically called or the brim of like the knitted hat is actually where the logo is well there's none of that so it's just straight down and the beijing 2022 logo is here also have my beijing pin here um and it's really tight fit. It fits over my ears, which I really, really like. Um, and so there's that. So what do you call this? Let me know in the comments. I definitely have my opinions, uh, particularly because of the fit. Um, and then they gave me this thing. I kind of feel like the seagull, right? From uh, <laughs> Little Mermaid, because I forget there's, there's, a name, there's a name for this. It kind of sounds like baklava but I know that that's not the name I can't remember it right now so let me know in the comments but I think this is I'm gonna call this a neck warmer mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh so they gave me this neck warmer they gave me this winter hat I saw my my good pal DF Pendries, I put something out on, on, on my personal social media. He said, it's a winter hat. Yes, we can all agree it's a winter hat. So I like that, Dave. I'm sticking with that on, until I see what the Locked On Kraken family wants to call it. But this, yeah, this is a neck warmer. It's a, you know, it's a neck warmer. I realized I needed to up my game when it came to the gloves. I invested in these and I got red because as you will soon see, literally everything else that I have is is black. It's black on black on black. My coat is black, my boots are black, everything black. So I got the red version. Honestly, uh, maybe it's my naivety, but you know, I've never covered an Olympics before, but they gave us these bags. So I have a bag, it has two zip up pockets on either side. I'm only gonna show you one. Water, look at my water bottle, fits right in there. There's actually a, a nice little fasten for it. This side also has a mesh outside. You can kind of see through the mesh. One on this side, it's got two compartments. This is laptop, maybe a notebook compartment. Um, it doesn't have, I guess there's a little bit of protection or I forget what they call it, like a false bottom, I guess. Look at all this space. Oh man, I also love that it's a black bag on the outside with a gray lining because 
I have so many black, I, I like just everything is black. Uh, you know, I don't know. I like a sleek, clean look, but sometimes it makes it hard to differentiate. So I love that they have this here. I love it. I love it. Um, so that's my swag. I hope you enjoy the game today. It will be an afternoon game for me. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. I'll give you some more updates. I should be going to my first hockey practice today. So I'll get you some more Beijing reporting. And uh, of course, we'll be on Baneer's watch very, very soon. But you know what I'm gonna say? So join me in saying and remembering to hold fast, to stay true, and of course, on a game day, we are saying loud and proud, let's go Kraken. I'll see you tomorrow, folks. Happy Black History Month.